0: Little, Little, huh? yeah. okay. Little Bo Peep. Little
1: Peep. Huh? Hi, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Tobaroff. And I'm Tamara Lashtack. And we are your hosts of the Bo Peep podcast, where the men
0: are women, the women are men, and the sheep are confused.
1: So this episode, we want to discuss the media. Tamara, lead us away.
0: So we really wanted to ask the question of what is the role of the media in this country? Over the last several years, we have seen a very dishonest media, and it's very difficult to discern fact from fiction. I believe that I started to really notice this when I was watching C-SPAN and Senate committee hearings and investing hours in watching, and then turning it on the news to get a summary from the pundits, it was literally unrecognizable. I didn't even understand if they were watching a different segment of the hearing than I was because none of it was what I actually witnessed with with my own eyes and ears.
1: Why do you think that people need so much help deciphering what they've heard and seen with their lying eyes? I mean, If somebody's watched a debate or a speech, why do they then rely on the pundits? I mean, I I think
0: that we have become a country that has been trained not to think. And we are getting to a point where we've lost the skill of critical thinking.
1: That was number one. We've lost the skill. I think the second thing is a pretty good snow job has been done on us to then need to rely on someone else to explain it to us. So first... The ability to think critically was dulled. And then the need for someone to hold our hands and walk us through and either erase what we've seen or come up with a new perspective on what we've seen. And that's the new truth. I've noticed that because I would be watching a
0: debate with friends and they would literally have no opinion until
1: they turned on whatever their news channel of choice was. I think, though, that's really interesting what you say, because despite what we've seen, what we've heard as eyewitnesses, then the pundits come in, the media comes in, and it's a totally different story. I mean, you can watch a video, for example, and then you'll go to a newspaper and the title of the video, it's like, what video did you watch? What video did they watch? The title is so misleading. It's intentional. It's completely wrong for anyone that's done the deep dive, watched the video, read the actual events, listened to the actual interview. It's a completely different story. And there is a buried lead, but you really need to dig for that
0: lead. Do people have time to dig for the lead? Look, human beings do have a tendency to become complacent and lazy. And I think that we have been trained
1: over the course of years, to become complacent and lazy. Yes, but I think we've also expected more from media. I mean, just like, you know, we go to a doctor, we get vaccinated, we get a shot, we get health advice. A lot of us don't question every single thing. That's starting to shift, for sure. But we've put a lot of faith in the media. Well, we put a lot of faith in our
0: authority altogether. You bring up doctors and... You know, how often do people really get second and third opinions when they're given a diagnosis? You know, especially if they have a relationship with their doctors who they've gone to for years, they tend to
1: trust their doctors. But doctors are often wrong. We do. We put a lot of faith into people that have cultivated this authority over us. Absolutely. Going back to the media, media has
0: always been a source of information and what we have discovered over the last several years is that it is the biggest source of both misinformation and disinformation. If you cannot rely on the media for accurate
1: information, what is actually the role of the media? Well, I think that is interesting. I used to think that the role of the media was to connect us. And when I say connect, it's providing information and news to myriad people that don't necessarily live in the same apartment, the same block, the same city, the same town. So it was a way to connect people. It seems like now people are divided. So what is the role of the media? Or what is the new role of the media? Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's new role. What I believe the role
0: of the media has certainly become is a mechanism of control. They are controlling the flow of information. They are controlling the narrative.
1: Why do you think the media is controlling information?
0: I think that it would bring us, you know, to the next question of who is behind it all. Well, there's certainly people in power, whether it's our politicians or whether it's media conglomerate, whether it's even nefarious countries behind our media. Either way, I do believe that the media is being used as a mechanism for control.
1: Who is the media helping? It seems like it's not America or Americans. We don't seem united. We don't seem well-informed. One thing that I've
0: noticed in the last several years regarding the media is that it is doing so by using emotion. And what the media is doing is creating or crafting a narrative that elicits an emotional response that they then use to control people.
1: Fear. I mean, they've, they have us fearful. We are hijacked by fear. Yeah, well, fear is one of the emotions that media uses in order to elicit control. It's fear. It's also craziness, paranoia. When you're fed a lie, often enough, you become angry, you become fearful, you become paranoid, you become distrustful. You also become dependent. It's the same thing. It's dulling the ability to think clearly and then making the individual reliant on the source of crazy for more crazy. Again, going back to emotion. So do you think, Jackie, that the media is actually a weapon? Sure. I mean, the media has totally been weaponized for all the reasons that we just said. You're living in fear. You are afraid to... Leave your apartment without a mask. You're afraid once you're outside of your apartment, your mask is on incorrectly. You're afraid that a group of people is going to attack you. School closures, traveling, toilet paper. Yes, we are all hijacked by fear Mm -hmm. to some extent. And those of us that are not living in fear are hijacked maybe by fear of being killed, canceled, assaulted, thrown out of our school, our community. It's not a pleasant way to live right now. Mm -hmm. It's challenging times. And I don't know, have you been watching the news? Do you tune it out? How do you deal with it? I actually
0: don't watch any news and I haven't since probably about May of 2020. And the reason that I chose not to watch the news was because I was running for office and I felt like I needed information and not a narrative.
1: So I was trying to. Let me pause you right there. That is crazy that you need information and you have therefore decided to turn off the news. That is crazy.
0: Yes. So I started to really spend a lot of time and effort going to sources of information, which is if there is a hearing that is being reported on, I watch the entire hearing. I always avoid watching a clip of anything, because I know that that is curated in a way that is meant to create a certain reaction, opinion, and emotional response. So if there's any types of legislation that gets passed through, I would go to the actual law and read it. If there were government policies that were enacted, I would go to the actual policy and read the actual document. One thing that's actually interesting that I discovered as I was doing research, particularly on China, I had actually gone to the congressional website and downloaded a report from the Intelligence Committee that the Intelligence Committee had done on China being a threat to our nation. And what was very interesting about this report, again, this is the Intelligence Committee of Congress. And every single footnote of information that was referenced in this document came from a media source. Now, wouldn't you think that Congress would get its intelligence from maybe
1: some type of
0: government agency? No, the answer is no. I wouldn't
1: (laughs) think that. I would hope that. But at this point, I wouldn't think that. I don't find that surprising at all. It's lazy. It's beyond that. It really just creates the circular Mm -hmm. firing squad.
0: I mean, we are just really chasing our tails, you know, so the media curates information. Our government is writing official government reports based on
1: media, which we know is full of false narratives. I agree with you. Let me ask you something. Being that we know that the media is full of false narratives, how do we verify anything anymore? I mean, how do we know, forget even what's going on in the country. How do you know what's going on in your backyard? Nightly, I hear helicopters overhead. I wonder what's going on. I put on New York One, nothing. I call up friends in Midtown, Uptown, because I live in downtown, blocks from City Hall. They don't hear anything. They have no clue what's going on. The next morning, I go to my subway station, bringing my kids to school, doing the whole commute thing. And I see graffiti everywhere. There's clearly been some sort of protest. Rarely is it reported on. It's rarely the top story when it is. This is happening. This is a huge thing that's happening. People are getting injured. Many people are getting injured. There's so much property damage. Again, just not to focus on this one story, but regarding the media, how do we know what's really happening? There's truly no way to know, which is so unfortunate.
0: I don't know if you ever had seen the movie, The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that?
1: I have. What did you think of that movie? I think it's true. I think the movie is a testament to what's going on right now, the lack of control that we have. For those in our audience who
0: haven't seen the movie, The Social Dilemma, I would strongly encourage everyone to watch it. Just to give you a quick summary of the premise of the movie. It is a documentary which interviews a number of former social media employees, and they talk about how every mechanism that is used in social media is specifically designed in order to keep you on their social media site. They do it using any tactic that is required. The one tactic that they use the most is based on human emotions. It is more important for people to be around people who think like them than it is for them to hear the truth. Hence the name of the Bo Peep podcast. But that was something that was stunning to me. I see some of the things that get posted on social media, and there is a lot of truth to that statement. People do not want to hear the truth. They want to be told that they're right, and they want to be around like-minded people. I think that that is part of the reason that the media has been so successful in feeding us a narrative, because what they've initially done is evoked emotion. They've laid the seeds for an emotional response. They've gotten everyone to feel a certain way, and now they use this miss and disinformation in order
1: to feed a narrative that simply is not true. I think what you said is dead on balls accurate. The media wants us desperate and dependent. And in order to keep us desperate and dependent, they have to invoke fear, fear that we need something from them in order to be safe. We will all die if we leave our apartments, if we don't have masks on, if we send our kids to school, They don't want us to know what's going on. They, who is they? Who's controlling the media?
0: Well, again, I'm sure that there's a hand in government. I'm sure that there's foreign actors. But let me actually deviate a little bit. I want to share a story. So just when you thought that it was really bad today, I will say that you can rest assured that this is not the worst that it's been in our nation's history. And as much as everyone says, oh, my God, we're, we're, we're so divided, we're so full of hate, there's been many points in our history where we've been on the brink like we feel like we are now. As a coach, one of my favorite books of all time is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. What's very interesting about this book, well, there's a lot of things interesting about this book. It's the most sold book of all time other than the Bible. The second thing is that it is a true recipe for success. And why this, which was a bestseller of its day, was not the foundation that we use in our schools is beyond me. And when I really start to think about that, I start to think that this miss and disinformation campaign
1: is not a new phenomenon. It has always been there. I don't know about that. I think there has been a radical shift in schools. Away from core curriculum, it's become real activism, wokeism. I think there has been a dramatic shift. It started slowly and was intensified during June, this past June 2020. But this is not something that has just started.
0: This has been going on for almost a generation. This is not something that is new. We've started to take religion out of schools. We stopped singing the national anthem in schools, the Pledge of Allegiance. It has been a slow chip away of America's values that we would teach our children in schools. This is not something that's new, but going back to the Napoleon Hill book, Napoleon Hill also talks about the importance of guarding your mind and protecting it from negative and toxic information as an impediment to success. It is very important, which is another reason why I made the choice to stop watching the news. I would find that I would literally feel like my blood pressure was rising. So are you happier now? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I tell all my coaching clients if they're feeling anxious or depressed, that's the first thing I tell them to do but is look, stop it's a, watching it's the a, news. It's a
1: double-edged sword, right? You can stop watching the news, but... There are people that are busy and need a way to get information. What is their source of getting information? A result of mainstream media being as dishonest as it's been
0: is you are going to see lots of new media sources emerge. And we're already seeing
1: that. That is one thing that is going to happen as a result. When you watch news, you are not necessarily getting information. It's not even a means to get information anymore. There's lots of internet
0: sources that are not mainstream media, but are posting a lot of information, and that then raises the question. (laughs) I was watching Christian Amapur, and they had an interview with someone who talked about some of these news sources that are emerging, and they said, "Well, we can never then verify the journalistic integrity of these news sources. Journalistic integrity, I mean." I don't think that the mainstream media has any journalistic integrity anymore.
1: And they certainly don't use any verified sources either. They're always
0: anonymous. Anonymous. I mean, whatever suits them as the narrative. It's disheartening, but people need to actually take some time and do some research and really start digging in. But a lot of people just don't have the time. So if it's readily available, they're willing to take spoon-fed information but just know that you are not getting information. You are getting a You're
1: narrative. getting a reality show. The media has become a reality show where they either get like-minded people or they set up traps to shame and insult the person who is coming onto the show, respectfully giving his or her time, and it's a trap. It's not an inviting experience. It's not a situation where... They're trying to cull together different information and present different points of view. It's an aggressive, acrimonious exchange that's normally a lecture from the pundit or from the host of the show. So I agree. It's not a source of information anymore. And speaking about the hosts of the show, what do you think is the
0: responsibility of a journalist today? If a journalist is reporting on a story, number one, do they know it's false? Do they have a responsibility to report on something if they know it's false?
1: What do you think? Well, that, wait a second. How do you think journalists should be held accountable? Firstly, I think the journalist should be doing some sort of investigative research. Relying on other people's research is folly. Relying on anonymous sources is folly. There seemingly are no punishments for intentionally or mistakenly continually reporting false news. I mean, you can point to any of the stations. I'm yeah. not going to single them out, but it seems to be a well, repeat it's pattern. Pretty much all of them. Yeah. Our governor just won an Emmy for his performance on explaining to us COVID, his daily briefings. Yeah. Isn't an Emmy an
0: award that they give to actors? Is he a good actor? He certainly has won the favor of a lot of people across the country. I have an aunt who I would deem as a low information voter, but she loves Cuomo. She's been watching his news conferences what does that every day. Mean?
1: What does that mean? Low information
0: voter. I mean, she only gets her information from one news source and doesn't really have a comprehensive understanding of the bigger picture.
1: I mean, part of the problem is, is that people are busy. So to be a not low information voter, you have to take responsibility. And now more than ever, weed through all of this material, much of it is misleading. And the truth of the matter is, When something piques your interest and you go to research it, not everything is easy to find. In fact, a lot of relevant, timely stories are very difficult to find. They are intentionally hidden, buried, and erased. That is a huge problem. Going back to the concept of low information
0: voter, I mean, think about how most people vote for a candidate. Most people don't actually vote for a candidate based on policy, they vote mostly on likability. I mean, most people- I don't don't know about that. This is how most people vote. Even my ex-husband's mother, who considers herself an educated woman who follows politics, Mm -hmm. she really likes Kamala Harris. And the reason she does is because she's very attractive and she looks great in her pantsuit. This is the reason why she keeps telling me that she likes Kamala Harris- not saying whether or not Kamala is good or bad, but there has to be more of a reason than she just looks good in a pantsuit or she's an attractive woman.
1: This is an educated woman. I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think Kamala Harris looks good in a pantsuit. No, no I actually don't care how she looks in a pantsuit um, at all. Um no where I'm disagreeing with you is I don't think people found her likable at all but I don't even know if that's the issue. I think people vote according to party no, lines. And,
0: and no and the thing is she does have a likability problem and she always had which is why she did not win the presidential right. nomination and probably almost cost Biden the election. She did not help his candidacy at all. She had a problem with likability. When you think about past presidents Many of them were elected because of their likability factor. And you think about Obama. I mean, he was smooth like butter.
1: Smooth like butter. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I was snowed by Obama's likability, and I wasn't.
0: Why did Trump lose the election? Because he was probably one of the most disliked presidents in terms of personality.
1: Even people who liked him. Was he or was that what the media was pushing on us? Because we were told as women, we have to hate him and be offended by him. I've heard women say a hell of a lot worse. I've heard Joe Biden and Kamala Harris say a hell of a lot worse. I've heard Al Sharpton, Farrakhan, Tlaib, Omar say a hell of a lot worse. I've heard AOC say a hell of a lot stupider. You bring up a very good point.
0: Let's take Donald Trump, for example. Many people, even ones who support him and liked his policies, always give the caveat that they like his policies, but they don't like his personality.
1: I don't even know, though, if they really think that, believe that, or have been brainwashed into thinking that. I don't know if they're
0: necessarily being honest either. There's lots of people who will say that in public in order to sort of save face because, to again... seem
1: like sheep because it's yeah. what other people are saying. Absolutely. And the only
0: argument you could win in defense of Donald Trump is to actually defend the policies rather than the personality. But going back to your point of why does Donald Trump trigger such an emotional response? This is exactly what the media does. They have created a narrative. And this is where this all sort of ties to the social dilemma. These social media companies, and including the news in this, what they will do is they will profile an individual based on how much time a person spends responding to a certain advertisement, a survey, what they're buying. They are creating a profile on you. It could just be something as benign as, you know, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? And you just clicking will give them information about your preferences of something and it creates a profile. So for example, if you are a white woman in the suburbs and you have a tendency to stop on design and furnishings and luxury type items, they're creating a profile on you. Therefore, you might find Donald Trump's boorish, uncouth behavior to be rather abhorrent. So what they will do is they will put on an infinite loop snippets of his speeches where his behavior
1: is boorish and that he is uncouth. And if you're watching this- And we're being told this by Madonna who had a book called sex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we're watching this. And again, this isn't in defense of Donald Trump per se. This is just how the media is using us, profiling us to create a narrative that they then are using to control us.
1: I think that's one aspect of it. I think the other aspect of it is they are just coming up with a narrative that suits them, them being, again, whoever is in control of the media, whether it's factions of government or foreign actors or tech oligarchs, and they are deciding the narrative on their own without any interest or profiling of the public. And they are choosing the path that they're going down. And then they are going to subliminally, subtly, not so subtly stick that out there. Just to use Donald Trump as a topic or as a reference point, We are meant to believe he's boorish because he said some things that were triggers for some people. Also, there is plenty of photographs, plenty of information of how pro-women he is, what a family man he is, yet despite those images, and there are many of them, look at his daughter Ivanka, look at Kellyanne Conway, look at Sarah Huckabee, the media drove to a different place where there was probably less information, but that's the only information. Donald Trump the monster
0: was created by the media, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, look what the media has done with Ilhan Omar. They've somehow taken a disgruntled recipient of American largesse and made her into a victim because she is black and Muslim, despite the fact that she has risen above and beyond the average American who is from- I mean, talk about the living the American dream. <laughs> exactly. The media She has- should be doing nothing but kissing the ground of this country. Same thing for AOC. She says she was a bartender. She is the American dream. She has achieved heights that most people can only dream of. Yet we're supposed to feel sorry for her, according to the media, because she is a woman and she. A
0: therapy oh, you know gentle <laughs> she doesn't have that gentle <laughs>
1: of a voice
0: i think I'm, she's I'm pretty put on my i, gentle think, she, voice I think she's pretty i think she's pretty loud she's and powerful she's strong she is strong and powerful right she's certainly the media darling and the media i have noticed more recently they definitely see her power and
1: they seek to protect her For now, we don't know how long that will last because she's not in control. It's the media and the people that are running the media that will decide how useful she is. Well, I think that what gives
0: her her power is the strong following that she has. And while she has a following of- That can change on the dime. Look at Donald
1: Trump's following. It could
0: change on the dime. It certainly could. But as long as her following is growing- And she has the influence over a population that the media doesn't seem to necessarily own at the moment. Who? Who is that population? I would say the younger generation.
1: I think that the millennials that follow her. They're on Instagram, Facebook, all the time. Isn't that their milieu? I mean, my daughter can take over my Instagram social media accounts in a second. I mean, I feel like they're on that. No, they're on
0: that. I'm just wondering about mainstream media, whether they have any real hold over the millennials and the younger generation. I think they need AOC to be a tool for them to control that younger generation. This is where I think that you can separate out social media from mainstream media. Being an Instagram star or having a lot of followers on the social media platforms is different than whether or not you're following the mainstream news. This is where AOC also gets her power is that she is a social media star. And that is where all her followers find her. The younger generations, the millennials, the the Gen Zers, they are not following the news. So the news is almost beholden to AOC in order for them to be in favor with that younger generation. I
1: don't know if I agree with you there because I think part of the group that's controlling the mainstream media are these tech oligarchs. And they definitely have the monopoly on Instagram, on Facebook. How are they controlling the mainstream media? Well, look, I think that they feed off of each other. I think social media platforms definitely have an impact on news. I mean, you were just talking about AOC's popularity. The younger generation, myself included, were on Instagram a lot. And you see innocuous stories from Instagram influencers. I'm definitely not in the younger generation. No. But but they are disappeared. They are captured for putting out something innocuous. And they said the wrong thing. They used the wrong word. They're not playing to racial division. And they're done. They're out. Fear is definitely the driving factor on Instagram and on social media as well. And towing the line, you can only be an influencer on Instagram, on Facebook. If you are towing that line, you have a tight pathway that you can fit between. The second AOC deviates, she is useful right now for sure. She's an attractive young person of color. She is a fear mongerer. She is outspoken, whether you agree with her or not. Mm -hmm. She's got a lot to say and she wants you to know it while she's drinking her beer at night. She has these relatable stories, from being bartender to speaking her mind, which is great, that, mm-hmm. she, that she is able to do it. but she is able to speak her mind because it's of the right mindset. The media is accepting her mindset. That's the mindset that we can all safely speak our mind in if we're in that mindset.
0: Most Americans don't trust the mainstream media. I hate to bring up Donald Trump again, but he is what kept eyeballs on the mainstream media for the last four years.
1: Do you think that we're now going to have a slew of people, politicians, actresses that will learn from his talking points and try to be more outrageous or more honest or more of something in order to get that same media adoration? I think that part of his appeal was that he came across
0: as authentic I don't think that anyone's going to try to necessarily manufacture the same kind of outrage that Donald Trump did because it didn't necessarily work in his favor. I do think that the mainstream media, the New York Times or any of the news channels, they are going to lose a lot of viewership once Donald Trump fades into the night. They're a monolith. They are losing in popularity. People are turning to social media to get their news. They're turning to other sources. This is, again, why AOC, I think, is so powerful, because she is getting her power from other sources, such as social media, which is the new wave. If all the mainstream media went away tomorrow, would you even miss it? I certainly won't, because, again, I haven't watched the news
1: since last May. I don't know what I would miss on TV anymore. You turn on Amazon Prime, you turn on Netflix, Tubi, Vudu. They are telling us how to think. They are implanting in our heads a new way to look at history. It's revisionism. What do you think mainstream
0: media is going to look like? Our mainstream media, the five or handful of news outlets that exist, are starting to feel an awful lot like state-owned media of the former Soviet Union. And reality shows with selective
1: outrage and screaming and frothing at the mouth and ridiculousness, like just these grand gestures of total nothingness, you know, totally divorced from reality. I won't miss it. I
0: used to watch the news pretty incessantly. And when you step away from it from a long period of time and then you go back to it, it takes you back because you start to hear this narrative in a very different way than you heard it when you're being programmed to listen to it every day. It's almost like when you
1: stop smoking for a while and you have a cigarette, that cigarette tastes really gross. Are people going to continue to rely on mainstream media for information? And if not, where will they get their information going forward in the future? I think that there's always going to be a
0: segment of the population that are going to rely on mainstream media. My brother, who's always been sort of a very calm, level-headed guy, he has done nothing but consume news for the last four years. And as a result, he is angry and triggered. And he and I disagree politically. But one thing I have to say is I don't get emotional about politics. I mean, on some level, I believe
1: everything. Why? How have you been able to maintain or compartmentalize your feelings? As somebody who grew up and spent 26
0: years on Wall Street, I very much believe that it's all a big game.
1: Are you doing a life coaching session on <laughs> us right now? Or are we going to break <laughs> out into meditation? N-
0: no, not unless you want to, but... <laughs> I mean I've kind of been able to step back and work in my role in a very logical sense and I never got very emotional about anything that would happen at work and it used to actually even upset me particularly as somebody who's a champion of women when women would react very emotionally
1: and It's off-putting. I think it makes people nervous when it's, someone it's, reacts emotionally. It's it's, it's almost right, like a shut up tactic in, in the, to be the right honest. place. I'm right? an emotional
0: person in my personal life. I can watch a Hallmark commercial and break down in tears in the at the snap of a finger. But when working in a high pressure environment such as exists on Wall Street, I was very logical and emotions can be very detrimental because you can be very reactionary with having that kind of training. I have also been able to be involved in the political arena without getting very emotional. So in watching the news, I didn't feel an emotional response to what was being fed to me and what I was being led to believe about the political situation and about various candidates. Where do we go from here when it comes to the media? What are you going to do, Jackie? Where are you going to get your information Where does the American public go from here? How do we hold our media accountable? What are the action items that we could take as American citizens to hold our media accountable?
1: I think an actionable measure for us to take is to stop watching the channels, the shows that continue to prop up falsehoods. That's a challenging thing to do, again, because a lot of people are lazy. They're not going to do a deep dive and to see the error of this story, to start looking for facts and statistics. If you know something to be flagrantly false, and that's how brazen the media has become, they're not even lying a little bit. They're not even fudging a couple of numbers. It's grandiose lying. It's in your face, bold lying. I think the first thing to do is to stop watching those shows and to stop watching those channels. So are you saying canceling them?
0: <laughs> well, we yeah, dis- we just We dislike the cancel culture. So,
1: so it's am. okay to cancel when we see fit? If you want to keep on following a lie, go ahead and watch it. If you want to keep quoting a lie, go ahead and watch it. If you want to keep being driven crazy, yeah. go ahead and watch it. If you want to cancel someone because they're successful, and they're not of a certain color or a certain gender, sure, you can try to cancel them. My feeling, my guess is that person will succeed anyway because they figured it out. People vote with their wallets. When I say cancel, I don't mean kill. I don't mean dox. I don't mean expose where children go to school. So what do you mean? I mean, vote with your money. Stop watching shows that then go on to get advertising deals hire more of the same like-minded people to continue to push the false agenda to not push even ram it down your throat vote with your time and vote with your money devote your time to instead of watching a reality show slash news show to searching for information or spending time with your children (laughs) <laughs> oh, please. Are you kidding? After hybrid? I'd rather watch the news. <laughs> I'd rather watch the news. Oh, that's funny. I'm just joking. No. But, but- I mean, no, you bring up a good point. I'm not pro-canceling. Yes, I would I would want to <sighs> underscore that too. When you ask me about the difference between canceling a person versus canceling a news show, it's very different. When you are capitalist society and you get to choose for your own individual self what you are not devoting your time or money to, that's great. When you are being canceled by media, by tech oligarchs, that is not an individual cancellation and that is not necessarily the majority's opinion. That is one person controlling a company, controlling a media outlet that is pushing a narrative on everyone else, whether they support it or not. Just to hone in a little bit on that, my view
0: is this. I wouldn't cancel anyone. The mere term cancel means that you collectively try to garner people who share the same opinion as you in order to go after someone in order to sort of shut them down and shut them out. And that is not what I believe. I do believe in a free society, and especially one that is commercial and capitalistic, you have a choice about the products that you buy. That is what we have in this country. So you can very easily choose not to buy the media's products, which is what I have chosen to do. And when we say buy, that means watch. Right. Right. When I tell my clients not to watch the news, I'm doing that for their welfare and well-being. When you say, let's go after the news and cancel them, then I'm not really...
1: I'm not saying that. I'm saying when something is canceled based on individuals' choices that is wholly different than one person who is a tech oligarch or one person who is in control of a news outlet canceling a human being. Individuals making their own individual choices is very different than one person making a choice for everyone. We're also seeing corporations kowtow to social justice
0: because they are afraid of being canceled. Who
1: are they afraid of being canceled by?
0: the twitter sphere so by who though one person two per- no not one person because there is momentum it's almost like a mob mentality that cancels it's not one person if it were one person they wouldn't care i don't
1: agree with that i think it's a few people at the top leveraging people's emotions galvanizing people and maybe even in a lot of cases completely discounting those people and making a unilateral decision to cancel
0: well i don't know are they that organized Do they sit there and get together and say, Oh, yeah, I I think they're organized. I think it's almost like a thread that gets pulled and the sweater unravels. People start saying, Hey, this doesn't seem right. I'm going to react and respond. And maybe people on Twitter will support me. And then you start to build momentum. A mob starts forming. And then before you know it, they're coming after either an individual or even a company. Look at Parler. It's pretty much gotten taken down and canceled because someone did not like what they stood for and what
1: they permitted on their platform. That's right. But it's a still a form of canceling. Of course it is. But it's one or two people making a unilateral decision versus the individual making their own decision. If individuals Agreed. had decided, you know what, I don't like Parlor, I don't like the point of view, I don't like what they put out there, their format, their color, whatever it is. If you had chosen to not follow it, if I had chosen to not follow it, that's one thing. But someone who is in charge of their platform making the unilateral decision, Mm -hmm. which affects all of us, that is not okay. That is not a capitalistic spirit. That is a fascistic, tyrannical order that has really just broken the social contract here in America of, of capitalism. And there is a difference. I think that's a really good point, the social contract of this country. That is
0: something that I think is very important. Probably we should do a whole show on the social contract of America. Think?
1: Are you going to watch us if we do a whole show? A whole <laughs> show? I can't even speak anymore. A whole show on this social contract on of on this America. Socia- I said it and I, I can't even say it again. Well, listen, we will be airing our podcast, the Bo Peep podcast, every Thursday, we hope you join us as we seek to discover answers to questions that we have, raise new questions, foster dialogue. We want to hear from you. We want you to become engaged with us. We'd love to hear different perspectives, and we encourage all yeah. points of view. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you on Thursday. Boat, be, be. She lost her sheep, y'all. Don't know what to find. Huh?